0: I know I've talked pretty much ad nauseum about how much I love Jenny Nash's blueprint books but now I have fantastic and new news her newest blueprint for a memoir how to write a memoir for the marketplace is out now blueprint for a memoir is your step-by-step guide to understanding your reader your message and the always changing publishing marketplace from finding your why to identifying your ideal reader and the memoir books they already love. Jenny's new book is your key to the clarity and insight your work in progress might be missing. Find it on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. All right, we are back with More Summer.
1: We're talking Summer Idea Summer
0: Idea Factory. That's what
1: Ooh, I like, I like that. Yeah. That could I'm be really some like branding. That. Well, you yep. shared something with me the other day that I I think your listeners will really want to hear about. So in this process of you generating these book ideas and choosing some to focus on, you, you made a move where you picked one and you did some real work on it, like some actual pages and outlining and work, and those have gone off to your agent. So you've been honing down and, and coming down to this one idea. But the thing I really want to ask you, because I think it's brilliant, and I think it is something a lot of people don't understand. And what it is, is you said something and I wish I could remember the exact words. But you're not attached to this idea. You're not invested in it in a way where if it becomes not the thing that you write, or not the thing that goes forward right now, that you're so fine. It's like it's not cooked, it's not baked, it's in process, it's still moldable, it's still happening and and iterating, and I wanna hear how you capture that that uh feeling and mindset and hold on to it because if we could all do that better. Everything would be better.
0: <laughs> Nothing is ever baked.
1: Yeah. So,
0: um, so a little behind that in that I've um the, the stuff is going to my agent in a couple of days. But, but yeah, I'm, I've been really leaning in hard on what, so we narrowed down to two ideas and I still love them both. I've been leaning in really hard to one. Um, I'm going to send it to her and then I'm, I've actually, I'm going away for a week. So I won't, I wouldn't be thinking about it anyway. And I'm not going to think about the other one yet. I'm going to give myself some space. And then when I come back, she and I will talk about, my plan was to then do the same thing with idea number two, and I might, but we might talk and decide to do something different. Because um, idea number two is sitting, you know, it's it's
1: sitting nicely,
0: like nothing's, <laughs> nothing's so going wrong me, with it. It's fine.
1: Tell me it's tucked away. It's safe. Tell me what you mean. I want to talk about that in a minute. Tell me what you mean by lean, leaning in. What does that mean when you lean into an idea?
0: You know, the thing is that this time I don't know. So um, every single other time I have sent submitted a, a piece of fiction to an editor, um, it's been finished. Uh, you no, know, not finished, finished, finished because nothing is finished, 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 finished when you submit it to an editor. Or sometimes it turns out that it is and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. And the question of which editors edit and which editors don't is kind of, I, I think, definitely one for another episode at some point. My editor edits 100 um, percent. So I know that she will edit. I would not give her something that I did not want her to edit because if I did, we would both be unhappy. Um me because she would edit anyway, and her because it would be too too hard to unedit, um, too hard to pull apart. So I don't know what my guess is. I will continue to draft this, and then hopefully we'll you know send it to her. Maybe end up sending it to other editors. One never knows. I don't have a contract at this point, but. There's also the sort of question of selling a book on proposal, which some people do do. I've never done it for fiction. Um, my agent worries about it because she worries that you end up, you you know, you could end up pushed in the direction that you don't want to go with a book. So I don't, I don't know. So lean in could mean finish his draft and let's, you know, and let's see what we can do with it. It could mean expand this and, and let's get it out to um, my editor and see what she thinks without necessarily selling it. I, I don't know. I'm open. I'm but open. you're
1: open. This is what, <laughs> this is why I said before that it's brilliant. You're open, but you're committed. You're committed to, to writing the next book. You're committed to excellence. You're committed to your career. You're you're committed to whatever the next book is going to be. And that's combined with openness because openness without that would be like, hey, agent, tell me what you want me to write and I'll write it. Hey, editor, tell me what you want me to write and I'll write it. Hey, readers, vote and I'll write that next. That's not what you mean. You're open within a constraint. Yeah, I mean, I can
0: see universes in which some of those other things are not bad. Uh, if you're writing in a series and you actually want to let people know, you know, which character would you like to hear from next, especially an indie writer, uh, that can be great. It can be fun. but you've already, you know, established your your world and and your series and what you're doing. Um so but but yes, I will 100% be writing another novel over the course of the next eight months because that's about you know, how long it takes. Uh, there's a chance I'll be writing in two different novels and it'll take longer than that. It'll take 16 months, but yeah, I don't have any question that I'm, you know, doing this thing and it'll, it can evolve. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I have to do. And I, so I often work with, um, beginning with writers who have a draft I, I do um, I like to mentor for the WFWA the Women's Fictions Women's Fiction Writers Association um, and when I mentor it's typically someone who has a draft and maybe a query and they're hoping to go start getting out and getting agents and the thing that like the 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 parameter I would like to put around who I'm willing to work with is you should be someone that if I say, yeah, go out, you know, you should be someone who knows that you're going to head out with this. Like you're going to take this thing and you're going to head out and get an agent if you can. But at the same time, while that's happening, you're going to be working on another thing because nobody's stopping you. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, me saying your book isn't ready, wouldn't stop you. Agents not taking it isn't going to stop you. You know, I'm not going to well, I might say somebody's book wasn't ready. I haven't been in that position, but um, I'm not going to stop you. It should stop you from maybe sending that out. I mean, like, you know, be smart, lean back, make it as best you can and then send it out. But, um, uh, you know, I I want to work with people who are not stopping.
1: Yeah, who are who are who are committed. But on the other hand, commitment without any openness is also problematic because I have
0: yeah. this I have this thing and this thing is yes. perfect and I'm just looking for the right person that's when you get into the old like um the wall you know everyone is against me the barriers I can't get past the barriers it's you know no one you know publishing is publishing and it wants to publish things that have been successful in the past only slightly different and sometimes that is a wall between uh, somebody who looks different, whose uh, approach to life is different, whose cultural history is different, whose way of telling a story is different. Sometimes it's a barrier to that, and that is flat out true. But what you know, often when you get somebody without any sort of obvious reasons like that, who's sitting around going, "Well, if people would just read," you know, like nobody reads anything. No agents that nobody goes through their slush pines. Nobody has a chance. Nobody lets the door is closed. Nobody's paying. That often tells me that that's somebody who's not yeah. open.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or I I use the word coachable. Are you coachable or not? And by mm. that I mean that mix that you're exhibiting of committed and and open. Because if if I say to somebody. I'm trying to think of an actual situation. I'm not coming up with it, but you know, something about your story isn't working and the logic isn't holding. There's something with evidence-based truth to your story that is, that is not working. And they say, they come back and they say, well, no, it has to be that way because X, Y, and Z. And, and oftentimes it's something like, well, this is a thing that really happened to a neighbor of mine and right. And then therefore it has to be this way or the,
0: and let me just say, I've been like, I've, I've had
1: that feeling, but you have to, you have to, you have to let it right. go. That person who is totally not coachable, totally not open. I agree. They're likely to run into all kinds of barriers because here's the thing I think that you know that you don't know, and I know you, I know why you know it. You are an editor for a long, long time. And an editor sits in that place where you're looking at something for its potential, you're not looking at something like, "Can I put this in the newspaper tomorrow?" Right? So right. you were. Mm-hmm. That was a water you swam in. Is that the the idea, the words, the shape, the whole thing is is mutable? And did I mean, did you ever just have an essay come in and, and say, "Yes, done." In a few times, no, a few very times honest. out of but fif- yeah, a few times
0: years. Uh, no, six or seven years
1: but honestly
0: i would also i can also some of the best things would probably surprise you how far they started from what they ended as and some of the best writers would surprise you i still remember being just utterly floored as a baby editor by getting something from someone that i had enormous admiration from for like you know really and and just going okay there's some here but <laughs> it's it's really buried mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like and realizing oh my goodness I'm gonna have to edit this person that I have great admiration for um and I think in some ways the fact that that happened early in my career when I had a deep fear that I would be fired at any moment was good because you definitely see books come out from people that are or, or essays or other things that are, from people that are like really really um high up in their profession. And I frequently will look at that and that no one was, no one was, n- people were afraid to tell this person. Oh,
1: that happens back. a lot. I think that happens a lot. Yeah, that but happens a lot. Writers get to a level in their book writing career where they're kind of untouchable. I never want to be. Yeah, where level. they can kind of write whatever they want to write and in it, they get sloppy and the books often get very uneven if.
0: Or even, I mean, it doesn't have to be sloppy
1: people need yeah. editing. Like it's
0: really, you know, you're close to your yeah. work. You do fall in love with a scene. You do fall in love with that thing that happened to your neighbor. That's the Genesis of this entire idea. And you can't write the book without it, except that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, um, I just sort of have two thoughts here. Oh, One is that, well, that, um, a draft is kind of like an apology. In that it can't have a but, like if I say I'm sorry, but you know I was really feeling or whatever, that's not a real apology, right? You don't just don't get to do that. That's not that's not right. And with a draft, if somebody says, "Well, you know, I didn't understand this," or "This piece isn't working for me," you don't get to say, "But, but yes, it is." But if you'll, you know, but yes, you can fix it however you want. Yeah, and yeah, if 20 people have read something and one person is like, you know. I don't like witches. This should be vampires. You can set that aside, but by and large, if somebody's like, this feels like an info dump, it doesn't matter. That's an exact transcript of what your sister said to you on the phone the other day. It feels like right. an info dump
1: and you have to change it. Right now, that's exactly right. And there, I have been in a position very recently of coaching someone where if, if they didn't fix the thing, they were going to never sell the book. And I think sometimes people, writers think, well, how can you know that? How could you know that? That's just your opinion. It's like, no, it's not my opinion. It's This was a book that fit in a, a novel that fit in a particular genre that has particular expectations and requirements that this book did not meet. And the book did not meet them because this writer was afraid to make her character suffer, which is a thing that tip, is very common. and And yes. it's like if they don't suffer, you, you lose the whole game here. And so when I was coaching her, it, my, my whole thing was kind of like, are you willing to, to talk about this change? Just think about this work through this. Cause if you're not, there's nothing that I can do for you. And, and what I would right. say to that person is go pitch, do it. Let's the, let the marketplace tell you what what you're not going to listen to from me because the marketplace will tell that person they will get rejected and they will get rejected in that way that people think is a big mystery. Well, where the rejections will say, uh, I just couldn't get invested in this character or (laughs) this voice, right? Sorry. This isn't right for our list. This voice didn't work for me or some vague thing. And the writer Mm -hmm. will, will be, you know, wounded and curious and it's like your your book didn't work. <laughs> so that openness is so important.
0: So as I've been trying to polish, so this so we have this one idea that I'm going forwards on and I have been vague about it, and I'm gonna to continue to be vague about because I love this idea and it's gonna be super fun if it works. So but um so I have this hook and I need a story that fits in to the hook. So um, sometimes you have an idea, and you know, like the like the the Tom Hanks big movie. That's an idea. What if a kid wished they were big and they were, right? But you could make a lot of stories around that. And the fact that they made a story that entirely tied into it. Like every element to that movie um has to do with people. Um, sort of either being sorry what they wish for, or um, you know, yeah, these are being not not understanding what they had when they were had their childish joys or whatever. Like every every subplot, everything fits into that. So here I was with this idea. I've already changed like sort of who does the thing, like who are these people? That keeps that keeps changing and evolving and you know i'll be driving along and go oh no it can't be the couple that is this way it has to be or then sometimes i'll sit back down and be like oh i mean <laughs> i was changing a big thing today i mean i've written 3 chapters and normally i would just keep resolutely writing forward but because i'm going to send stuff to my editor and i'm doing this a little bit differently i did decide to go back and change the chapters i'd already written to match some I keep doing it to, to change the idea. And I'm trying to write them very loosely so that there's not a, and by loosely, I think it's important to define that. I'm trying not to have people drink it, sip in their coffee and moving around. Um, and, you know, I'm not really worrying about what they look like or what the setting looks like other than I, I am a little bit now that I'm I'm going to send these to my editors. This but is anyway, your Ikea
1: furniture metaphor. This is my Ikea furniture.
0: Yeah. At this point, I'm really trying to, like, I'm definitely not tightening screws. It's right. like, it's, um, it's barely a bookcase. Really, at this point, it could be a six-shelf bookcase or a three-shelf bookcase. Like, we had a lot of flexibility still. So I really was riding along, and I had changed a big thing. And all of a sudden, I sort of hit a chunk that I had already written that I really liked. That I couldn't keep if I didn't you know if I changed the 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 big thing and I had to sort of close the laptop and sit there for a while and go well that was really good that that you know it, it establishes the characters really nicely which thing is more important like
1: anyway uh, it's it's hard to describe this stuff vaguely but That's your strategic brain. That's your strategic thinking that you're strategic about. Which of these is
0: going to work better going forwards, I guess. Yeah,
1: which you have uh, for the whole enterprise, meaning which idea is the right idea right now. And you also have for the story itself is what what structure, shape, or design of the story is going to serve the story. That strategic brain is, is so important.
0: Well, people often ask me if I feel like I've gotten better at this. Like, is it easier? They don't ask me if I've gotten better. They say, is it easier now that you've written three books? And this is, I didn't know how to do this when I wrote The Chicken Sisters and In Her Boots, a little better on playing the witch card. So yes, in that sense, this is easier. On the other hand, I don't think it's really going to take less time or be less painful or be less hard. It's just that I will type fewer words. Like, I, you know, so. Um, That's interesting. I don't know if that counts as, as easier.
1: Well, it, it goes to the idea of what, what is easy. Because I think sometimes there's a myth that what's hard about writing is sitting down and putting words on a page. And it's not what's hard. <laughs> what's hard is the thinking. Not for me. The thinking. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, as much as I love a NaNoWriMo or that sort of thing, or a prompt or a habit that makes you sit and write, there's times and places where that's useful and valuable and good. But usually to get a book to where it needs to go, you need to do some strategic thinking. Um, I want to circle back now to something you said that I think is really interesting, where you said that the idea you're not working on is safe. That was the phrase you used. And I love that. I want to dig into that for a hot second because that's part of this mindset that you have that is so good. And so like, what does that mean for an idea to be safe? You've had the idea, you're not working on it. And, and you said, it's over here. It's safe. Like, what what do you mean by that? And I just stop and thank you for endlessly
0: being my cheerleader and telling me I'm go- I'm good. So... <laughs> I love my agent who is probably not listening to this, but it doesn't matter. I love her, but her default position is basically, okay, what are we going to do when everything goes wrong, which is what you want from an agent, right? And I love my editor, but she also does not shower me with praise
1: (laughs) we need to shower kj really really really
0: doesn't but jenny does so everybody (laughs) what you need in your life is one person who does in fact tell you that you're wonderful and it doesn't have to be it's probably better honestly it's not my mother my mother did not like (laughs) My my mother was like oh look you wrote a book another one it's a book I read it, <laughs> she didn't like witches, it's fine. Anyway, thank you for showering me with plays. What did you ask me? I have forgotten because I was enjoying being told that I was wonderful.
1: What you said was um, that your idea was safe, the one you were not working on. Yes, and my I safe idea. was calling that brilliant because I. what I'm reflecting back to you is that you have a process and you're and you're learning a process and you're growing into a process as we all are all the time and all the things we do, but you're doing it in a way that takes advantage of these talents you have of of strategy, of stepping back, of discernment, of of this balance of openness and commitment. And it's Really, what we're talking about, the reason we're talking about it is because most people don't do it. Most people don't have those things, and if someone is listening and they're struggling to pick an idea or to get off of three chapters or to finish or whatever wherever they're stuck, it's probably because they don't have some of the things that we're talking about here and so i'm I'm picking them apart to to show people the concept that you said. I had a great idea. I had four great ideas. I'm leaning into two, and I'm particularly leaning into one. And the other idea is safe. So that's the thing that I love. Is what does that mean that it's safe? Your idea?
0: Well, I wrote it down. I shared it with my agent. Um, it's living in my head, and when I think about it, it doesn't. I mean, it. It certainly is. It's going to change. It'll change a lot. But when I think about it, it doesn't it doesn't, um, morph into other things. Like it, it is, it is its own little idea block. And, um, I don't find myself wanting to use little bits of it in other stuff. Um, which I do if I, if I, it's always, I think it's a mistake to sort of save. I don't save stuff. Does that uh-huh. make sense? Like, I uh-huh. don't, I, th- I think it's a mistake to have an idea and be saving it, but sometimes things don't just don't fit. Um, but no, this, so this is like, I, I think, I think the fact that it doesn't keep turning into something else, everything I, every time I think about it tells me that it, it sort of is what it is. And if I don't write it, I probably won't be cannibalizing the bits of it that are in there for other stories. Like I have this other thing that's a, it's a start. It's a, it's a hook. Actually, I have another hook. I have a really good hook, but it isn't even in any of my four ideas. It was actually in like a long list of ideas, but it it didn't, I didn't, didn't have anything to go with it. So it's just sitting there being a hook that I keep thinking of like different what things I can attach to this um, idea. And all a hook is, is an easy thing you can tell somebody to Mm -hmm. describe your book. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, a great hook is uh, um, Marie Kondo wants her stuff back. That's a great hook. That's not mine. Don't write it. It belongs to someone. Someone is working on it. Um, But that's a great hook. Right. But it's not a book. It's not a story. It's not really probably Marie Kondo, some version of Marie Kondo. But that's a great hook. But there's not, you know, you could sort of wander around with that in your head for ages thinking, what do I write that goes with that? So, yeah, I have this other thing that's a good hook, but I, I just, I haven't come up with a story for it. So it's not like safe. It's safe in that I won't forget it. It was really good, but it's not that same sort of package that the other idea is.
1: So fascinating to me. So something that is safe has, you use the word block. So it's, it's almost like it's contained. It has shape and structure and form and weight. It's, it's, it's over here. It's a thing.
0: It has a setting. It has a time of, it has a time. It has a vibe. It has a few loose people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you, if you sent me away for three months with nothing but a notebook, I could emerge with some very, some version of that because it's sort of ready to be attacked in that way it's just that i'm not doing it whereas if you sent me away for 3 note mo- months in a notebook with this hook i might just aver emerge with like four versions of different stories to go with the hook i might it wouldn't be ready to if not it's not ready to bake so
1: that i think is what people are looking for is the idea that is it that that has all the pieces and there's work that's done within those pieces but it i'm not articulating it very well but i i'm i'm trying to land on a metaphor for this this block that you say or this i i often use the the metaphor of wet clay that an idea is wet clay and you don't know if it's going to be a vase or a bowl or a a teacup Uh, you know you don't know what you're going to make out of that wet that wet clay and and you're sort of playing around with it but there does come a point where it's like Oh, I'm making a pitcher. That is that is what I am making, and it and it's its own right. thing. It's still not baked. Maybe it's more like
0: like well, it's going to be this color, and I'm not going to go get more things to stick into it. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be a clay base with glass balls stuck to it. Uh, you, you know, it's not going to be a yeah. mobile. It's it's going to be made of this
1: stuff. Oh, that's really good. Stuff. So it's kind of like I'm going to bake a cake. And it's going to be a carrot cake, not a chocolate cake. But we don't yeah. know if it's going to be yeah. in a loaf pan or a or yeah. a layer cake. <laughs> Cupcakes. Or, yeah.
0: Cupcakes are nice. Layer cake, wedding cake. Yeah. But it's going to be, uh, you know, sheet cake. Carrot cake. But it's going to be a carrot cake. Yeah, so good. So good.
1: And it won't have raisins in it because raisins. raisins. <laughs> OK, so where we are leaving you is that. This idea is going to your agent. You will get some feedback on it. And probably when we hear from you next, you will have landed on a direction for your story, which will have taken you X number of weeks to to come to. (laughs) I think
0: you are right. All right. Well, that was fun. And everyone, thank you for sitting and listening to me be showered with praise because, hey, who wouldn't want to hear that, right? I don't even understand. Um, so this was great. And yeah. Idea summer idea factory continues until next week. But and chair, head and cake.
1: The hashtag AmWriting Podcast is produced by Andrew Perella. Our intro music, aptly titled Unemployed Monday, was written and played by Max Cohen. Andrew and Max were paid for their time and their creative output because everyone deserves to be paid for their work.
0: If you're not following along with Jess on Instagram and TikTok, you should be, because she's killing it with advice on kids and addiction. And because this is a watch and learn situation, my people. Her reels and TikTok are becoming a masterclass in growing a following that you won't want to miss. Look for her on Instagram as at and TikTok as at JessLahey.